from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Our buckle in 15 minutes or so, right out of break number one here on this Tuesday edition. Gator Dave later in hour two. No Griff because he was with us yesterday. Mike Griffith joined us on Monday, a rare Monday guest. We practically never do that because it's a rule, it's a show policy. No, 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 it's in the show's constitution. That we do not guest on Mondays, but we will, if it's necessary, create an exception to that constitutional item here on the show. couple of guests today, Charles Arbuckle and Gator Dave will check in with us this morning. 615-844-5600 on Twitter, still call it that, at Bill is King, and... Email King 7 number 7, at gmail.com. Monday was wild, as expected. Over a 1,000 names hopped in the Hegon Gateway, a.k.a. the transfer portal. Quarterbacks, lots of them in the Hegon Gateway. Tons of them in the transfer portal. I mean, it is absolutely wild. By the way, Riley Leonard is officially visiting Notre Dame this weekend. It has been predicted from the jump that he was going to Notre Dame eventually. Now, visiting doesn't mean that's your selection, but it sure seems in line with the assumption about him, does it not? Riley Leonard, who played Notre Dame this year, hurt himself against the Irish this year, 
never was really right after that, is visiting the Irish this weekend, officially visiting them. And I would assume that will all but conclude his recruitment. We'll see. You hear some other names. You hear Auburn a little bit there, too. But nonetheless, he will be visiting this weekend. Quarterbacks that are in the transfer portal. Kyle McCord. That was approximately this time Monday morning, yesterday morning. Dylan Gabriel happened during the show yesterday. Cam Ward. Dante Moore. Riley Leonard, Grayson McCall, Tyler Van Dyke, Will Howard, Will Rogers, DJ Uigangalele. Names that are in the portal as quarterbacks will be interesting to see how all this lays out. You hear, here's, you, you, you want some of the rumors. Cam Ward, you hear, connected with the Buckeyes. Again, rumors, R-word. Be careful there. R-word. Riley Leonard, obviously, Notre Dame. Will Rogers, Mississippi State, you hear, with UW. Yeah, you hear with UW. Those are just a few. There's more in there. Dante Moore, could he be heading back? To Michigan, let's say, with Sparty. A lot of rumors about Sparty there at quarterback as well. But, yeah, over a 1,000 names in the transfer portal. Caleb Williams is gone, you would assume. He is not going to play in their bowl game. That was also announced on Monday. Caleb Williams preparing to be what will likely be the top pick in the draft will not play in the bowl game. Yeah, will not play in their bowl game, which we're, we're used to now. That's not a big shocking development, right? Not at all. That does not jump off the page at you and make you wonder what's going on. Another rumor out there is – Quarterback Aiden Childs. Did I mention him? I don't think I did. Entered the portal, and there's talk that he would be going to Michigan State. Yeah, Aiden Childs, who looked really good this year as a freshman. Talk about him, and I don't think I threw him out there in the portal talk just then. Lots of talk about that quarterback. Cam Ward. You hear the Buckeyes, other names. Seminoles, I know you're in a foul mood. I understand. I totally understand. You hear Cam Ward as a possibility for Florida State. If you can get a guy like that, you take him. Regardless of what you've got on the roster, what you've got coming in as well, like the Crow and Hope kid, it was very good. If you can get a Cam Ward, you take him. You absolutely take it. But you hear the Buckeyes, you hear the Duckies, you hear Florida State. I've heard Southern Cal maybe for him. 
There's another name. But, yeah, if you can take a guy like that, you absolutely try and do it. You do. Tennessee's James Pierce, who is a 2025 draft pick, sophomore defensive end, edge rusher, all-American talent, without question, in some trouble. Yeah, in some trouble. We'll talk about that this morning a little bit later, but got pulled over and... Apparently, it got a little contentious, to say the least, with him. Got pulled over, apparently suspended license. His tag was outdated. He would not cooperate with the police. Apparently, it got a little chippy. It got a little contentious. He is an All-American for them, number 27. That is not good news. That's not what you want to hear. Traffic stop. Apparently, early in the morning at about, well, not too early, about 8.30. That's not overnight, but but in the morning, about 8.30. Knoxville's on Eastern time, but their best player, their best prospect, well, other than number eight, the quarterback that's about to be starting and should have played a lot more than he has already, Nico Iamaleava, other than number eight, number 27 is their best prospect, their best player, and certainly you could call at times their best performer on a defense that certainly on the back end struggles mightily, but he is a force and he is in some trouble. I don't know anything more about it than what has been written by some, but yes, apparently that did not go well, his traffic stop, and apparently he was very uncooperative. Josh up in Picktown, Bill do the Buckeyes land Cam Ward. I would say there's a good shot at it. I don't know if we're to the point where we can say this is absolutely where he's going to land, like at least we feel like we can with Riley Leonard. But I would think to Buckeyes, why would that not be incredibly attractive? Think about the quarterbacks they have had the success they have had, the ability to stuff the stat sheet. If you're a playmaking quarterback, you're allowed to stuff the stat sheet for the Buckeyes. And you're going to have dudes surrounding you, lots of bodyguards. That would have to be phenomenally attractive if you are Cam Ward or whoever, right? It would have to be. It would have to be. Tom in Myrtle Beach, but but I don't know anything more yet. We're just starting to hear about some visits that are going to take place. There's some rumors that Juice Wells might be visiting Tennessee this past week or this weekend coming up. You hear Texas with Juice Wells from the beginning, and that might be the ultimate destination. Don't know that yet either, but you would think Tennessee would be attractive because of the future with Nico at quarterback. Obviously, Texas is attractive. Texas is is absolutely back as a power. They are back as a power. You can't, you can't say otherwise. Tom in Myrtle Beach, Bill Grayson McCall is in the portal. I think I mentioned him on that list, did I not? If I skipped him, I should have mentioned him. 
Sammy in Hatton, Alabama. Bill, look ahead to the Bama TTUN game. If Bama can shut down the run game, how much confidence do you have in the Weasel Reens? That's how he spelt it. Passing attack. Michigan is absolutely going to line up and try and bully you. A year ago, they might have had some success doing that. But Alabama's defense on every level is much improved and does not get bullied. Now, they've given up some big plays, some chunk yards this year, but that happens. Georgia has given up. A few chunk yards. Opening play of the Tennessee game went 80 yards. Now, Tennessee didn't get a whole lot done after that. (laughs) But you got to give up some plays. But can they line up? Let's say Michigan has the ball with a slight lead. Can they line up and take the air out against Alabama? I question that. I don't think Alabama lets anybody do that. Not now. Not this year. I think it comes down to Milro. How well does he play? If he plays as well as he has been, I think Alabama's got a good chance to win that ball game. Are they still about a point, two-point dog? I didn't look this morning yet. Tell our buckle when we come back. Buckle be with us. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Starting to build already with a little bit of volume on 24 westbound coming up through the Hickory Hollow area in from Rutherford County. Just watch for some radar out in parts of Rutherford and Coffee County this morning as it builds through Brentwood and Franklin on 65 northbound through that section of Williamson County. Still holding up on 65. We're watching it over here southbound at Trinity Lane. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is catering this holiday season. Check them out online for more information at princeshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Do you want to work at the OG of Hot Chicken, Princess Hot Chicken Tanker? Outlet Mall, 4060 Cane Ridge Parkway, Suite 102 in Antioch. Princess is looking for fun, energetic, and friendly smiling faces as food runners and cashiers. They're also looking to create an amazing culinary team to carry on the Princess tradition. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Submit a resume to Princess Hot Chicken AFH at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com. PrincessHotChicken.com Princess Hot Chicken, the Tango Mall, as everybody talking about it, including the head basketball coach at TSU, Brian Penny Collins. I went to Wise Creek High School. Before every game, we went to Princess Chicken on Dickerson Road. Every single game. And it's the best. It's a staple in Nashville. And it just takes me all the way back. Princess Chicken's from tenders to whole wings. They got baked beans, collard greens, and delicious desserts. It's all at Princess Hot Chicken. Heat and flavor. Princess is the original home of hot chicken worldwide. Check us out at the downtown location right across from Bridgestone Arena in the Fool Assembly Hall, South Nashville location on Nolesville Road, and the new Tango Outlet Mall in Antioch. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Please submit a resume to Princess Hot Chicken, AFH at gmail.com, or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com, and then click on Join Our Team, Princess Hot 
Prince'sHotChicken.com. Prince's Hot Chicken, proud sponsor of WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Oh, oh, uh, open that one. It's for me. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Best gift ever! Wait, these tickets are already scratched. Yeah, it was me. I was just so excited. But look, we won! Tis the season for epic cash prizes. This year, give the most winning gift of all. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Let's play responsibly. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Oh, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Call 615-844-5600. Get in on the Bill King Show. Buck might as well just start with the Florida State controversy not getting in. What side were you on? Uh, you, did you say what side am I on? Yeah, as far as <laughs> should or should they have not. Well, here's the deal, Bill. Um, you know an SEC school is going to get in, right? Maybe two. Had to. If it was Bama getting in and Georgia by, by way of loss, allow Bama, and if Bama goes, you have to carry with Texas with them. Now, oh, by the way, Texas is in the SEC next year, so they got two schools in uh, again this year. Nobody really talked about that because of the travesty of not letting Florida State get in there. Had Georgia won, I think it would have been different. You know, the biggest, biggest thing to me is that's really important, and I hate it for the kids at Florida State, but we knew, and uh, I mean, I told everybody before, I said, Florida State's going to have to blow them out, unfortunately, or have some kind of way that it shows for them to even have a chance. But if you think about it, that college football playoff 14 tournament, there's not going to be uh, an, an SEC, not an SEC school in there. And the SEC folks can, you know, rant and rave all they want. This year was not a great year for the SEC, but it doesn't matter. They have cachet. Alabama started playing well down the stretch. They end up beating Georgia again in the uh, SEC championship. So it wasn't. I wasn't completely shocked, but I felt bad for Florida State. And I'll say this: how how many years in a row have you and I talked about this? And I and people and I used to do this when I go on ESPN shows all the time. The committee is designed to give good losses more cachet than straight wins, especially depending on the conference you're from. But good losses just generally tend to be better in this whole setup. It always has, man. And it finally caught up to a team that hadn't lost a game. And that's what, that's what you play the game for. You had, a, you had your quarterback. I thought their defense, the thing that was lost in this is verse, 
and the other young man on the defensive line before the state played their butts off. But at the end of the day, what we what I thought was going to happen happened. Charles Buckle each and every Tuesday joins us. Buck, what else stood out in the league championship games for you? Well, for what I got to watch, I mean, I'll say this. If you haven't had a chance, go back and watch the Montana State-North Dakota State game. For FCS playoffs, that is the way I want our college football playoffs to look. When you have 12 teams, they have 24 now, I think. But we we had a game that ends on a block PAT at the very end. Outstanding. And this is like the second or third time I've had the opportunity to witness that win or, you know, win or go home kind of mentality. And, you know, the playoffs are going to be even more exciting. I think people say, well, the regular season doesn't matter. I disagree, but we'll see that. Um, I, I think, you know, just what you expected in the Big Ten, you know, Iowa can't score, uh, but they can play really good defense, but not against Michigan. The one that I, I kind of got a chance to see all of it was the, the Pac-12 championship. And I thought that was a, a game, again, to beat a team twice in a row and to do it the way Washington was able to do it against Oregon in a conference that's probably top to bottom this year, probably better than any other one as they're, as they're losing their conference affiliation. I thought that game stood out to me. And then, of course, the Georgia-Alabama game. I didn't expect anything less than a, a physical dogfight that it became and Unfortunately for the Bulldog fans, they didn't, it didn't go their way. But for Alabama, Nick has got his guys playing the, you know, some, some really good football down the stretch, especially that offensive line. The difference in their offensive line now versus early in the year, no comparison. And I think their defense is really starting to step up now, play much better than they were. Kalen DeBoer, if you go back to his first head coaching job at Sioux Falls, Buck, has lost a total of 11 games in his life. Bill, I, I would hire Kalen DeBoer tomorrow <laughs> for any team I got, dude. Any I team. You hear me? Any yep. team. I don't care who it is. I tell people that all the time. They, you, I'm glad you brought that record up in him. I have been telling people how good Kalen DeBoer is as a coach, uh, a leader. You can just see how guys love playing for him. I mean, he gets guys to play hard. They care about it. And, I, I mean, that's the kind of coach you want. And he's a great X and O guy. And gets, his, his coaches seem to, to really coach well, man. So I'm, I'm happy for, for, for UW Nation. I mean, we, we battled those dogs, man, back in the, in the Pac-10 days. But I always respected their fans. I always respected how they looked at the game. And I always respected that they were, you know, some of those schools on the West Coast were allowing black players to play earlier than you would see in the South. And Warren Moon getting a big quarterback up there. But just a, a lot of that I loved, loved about Washington, they recruited me late. But if they had started earlier, their tradition for tight ends, it would have been hard to say no because that, that Pacific Northwest in Seattle is a beautiful place. Uh, and I think he's got them rolling right now. Question here on Twitter, how would Cam Ward fit in at Ohio State? Now, he isn't committed there, but but there's talk that they're one of them in the running. Yeah, I, I think Cam Ward's a really, really good player. Um, you know, the, the thing that you're seeing on that Washington State and Oregon State team, for both of them, you're losing, you're losing coaches and players because the affiliation with the conference. Um, I think he'll fit, he fits in anywhere. Um, I, I, I got a chance to see him early in the year. 
against UCLA, and they did a really nice job defensively against him. But when you watch tape on him, uh, very good thrower on the move, very athletic, uh, and, and, and just, you know, they, they seem to really do well with him at Wazoo. It wasn't a season, I think, that they anticipated. They had some injuries and some other things that happened to them as a, as a unit. But I think he would fit in pretty much any offense. You, you can plug him in and, and get him as a dual-threat guy, but he can also throw the ball pretty effectively. And, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if, if, if Ohio State and a host of other schools aren't looking at him and talking to him. Buck, a couple of minutes before the show on Monday, the Kyle McCord news hit. He's in the portal. Do you think he was told we're going to be out shopping and we can't promise you the future, or do you think he was told you're definitely not going to be our starter? I don't know if it was a little bit of both, Bill. I saw the press conference with Ryan Day. And, and let me just help people understand. When you're told by programs, fortunately for me, I never was, right? I, I'm glad and until I got to the pros. When they cut you, that's when they tell you, get your ass out of here, go get the garbage bag we got for you or two, and take all your stuff and don't come back in here other than to say hi to the fellows occasionally. That happens in the pros. Right. It happens in college also. It's just it was done differently years ago because you didn't have a chance to transfer like the transfer portal has opened up. I've had many a guys that have had conversations due to injury, due to the coaches not feeling comfortable in their play, not fitting in their scheme, uh, new staff coming in, being told, "Hey, we like you. You can stay here, but you may not ever play here." And as a young competitor. No matter, you know, what age or, you know, what it is, you, you, you hear that and you say, not going to let me play. So I, I think it, it had to be some of both. It had to be some of both. And it just goes to show you in those rivalry games how difficult it is for not only the players, but the coaches and the program and everything else. When you lose to your rival, and they've done that three years now, that's not easy. And it, 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 as much as, you know, you love the Buckeye nation and everything else, think about this. Think about the quarterbacks that have come through there that didn't actually stay and had to leave. And, not, and, and they had competition and other guys beating people out. But Joe Burrow was another one that ended up at LSU. I'm not comparing uh, Kyle McCord's talent to Joe Burrow. But I'm just saying, it happens when you have a room with three or four quarterbacks that are highly competitive and you have to make a decision. And then you, oh, by the way, get guys that move from other places where they couldn't play. So I, I, I tend to think there had to be a, a mix of both. I, I don't know if we'll ever know the full story, but that's just what I think from how that read and a few things that you've read out of there from uh, Ryan Day and also some of his press conferences leading up to the bowl game. Buck is from Houston. Buck, I have to ask you, do we now have firm confirmation that Texas is back? Have they arrived? <laughs> hey, Bill, I'm going to tell you, they, they look awful doggone good. Now, this Washington-Texas game is, in, is intriguing as all get out. I mean, I, you know, I, was, I thought Washington should have got a chance to be number one. They can end up playing in the, in the, pack, in the Rose Bowl, Michigan, whether you love them or hate them. Um, you know, I know because they beat Ohio State, and I know because they beat Iowa, but Washington strength the schedule in the way they played down the stretch. But with that said, that game right there, that's going to be a good game. 
<laughs> and oh, yeah. I, I think it'll tell us a lot about Texas and it'll tell us a lot about Washington, who uh, they have to play much better up front because Texas. this is where Texas is back, Bill. That offensive line is nasty. They, they're back to where they used to be there. And that defensive front, um, those dogs don't eat. They're going to hunt. And I think if you can't, if you're not ready for that up front with them now, and with Sark able to call plays the way he wants to dial them up, you're going to be in a world of hurt if you ain't ready for it. So I don't know if they're back, but I know their offense and defensive line, I don't want to mess with them boys this time of year with the way they're playing and the way they're flying around the football. Those two D tackles might be the stingiest pair in America. They are stout, man. <laughs> Bill, and they're not only that, I was talking to my former college roommate, Reggie Moore, who's at Prairie View. Reggie is down there. Prairie View got beat by FAMU in the championship game, but they you know, played well this year. And he said he was at a camp with those guys, and he said, "Buck, those." He said, "Those D tackles and the D line." And when I looked at them, he said, "My God, dog!" He said, "These are monsters." And he said they were still young, but you could just tell looking at them, like, "Oh my goodness!" And and you can see it now that they have finally started to get the guys that are five stars, but play like they ain't got no stars and want to go. They want to get to the next level. It's like the Texas of old where you had guys that would come out of those country towns or those towns by the big city, and they knew how to play. It wasn't a, ah, I think he can play, or does he want to play? No, they want to play. And that's the biggest difference I see between them. And I think they're smart. They're doing it before they get to the SEC because you can't wait till you get there. you got to do it before you get in that conference. And I think – Sark and the staff have done a really nice job of, of using that to their advantage. And it's going to make it difficult for A&M, who now has Mike Elko, and I think Elko's a, a great coach. But now you got that competition between the two two schools that and they don't like each other a lot. You know, They don't have a lot of love for each other in College Station and uh, Austin, Texas. Caleb Williams, not shockingly, will not play in the bowl game. Yeah. Um, we're seeing more and more of this. Uh, and I don't, I don't think it's surprising uh, with his value. Here's the thing: if you're if you're making a business decision, the best one is to be in a position where you don't injure yourself. Especially if you look at last night, the Jaguars game, where you know quarterback like um, you know the uh, kid from Clemson's name escapes me right now, uh, Trevor Lawrence goes back his, his defensive his offensive lineman steps on his ankle and it didn't look good. Right? Those are the kind of things that happen. And especially if you're you're thinking about moving on this year, it, it probably behooves them not to play. Uh, I don't. I know fans don't want to hear that, but the way the system is set up, and the way these guys are making just as much money right now as a placeholder until they get to the next level, especially with the quarterback position, I wasn't shocked. Uh, and he has, and his team hasn't played particularly well. And quite honestly, he hasn't played well. So why would you put some more bad stuff on tape when you already know you're going to be a top five, top ten pick? Just I'm just I'm I'm telling people what the truth is. I, I know what you want to hear and tell. We you know for the love of the game and the tradition, man. I, that's not going to happen anymore. And basically, uh, he's in a position where he still can command high, high round dollars. And why would you want to uh, take a chance at that when your team hasn't been very good? 
Buck, maybe a minute. Riley Leonard is visiting Notre Dame starting tomorrow. It's been thought that they were the leader. How would he fit in if indeed he chooses them? Man, he he would be really good up there, Bill. Riley Leonard is a really good quarterback, still learning how to pass the ball. But I think the one thing for him is his athleticism, his basketball background, but also what he can do uh, when he gets out in open space. Notre Dame would be, you know, not only have the, the Wake Forest quarterback, Sam Hartman, from, you know, last year, now you get another North Carolina kid or North Carolina uh, area uh, football player in Riley Leonard. I don't think you'd be disappointed in the, in the opportunity to make your offense better. I think that's a good – I mean, if Notre Dame can get them, I think that's a really good, good get for them. They open up at College Station. Notre Dame at a <laughs> How about that? Well, and that's what I said. I heard that, you know, if Elko is still in the mix, he might have a shot at him. The only thing is let's follow and see where that, that Duke offensive staff or quarterbacks coach goes or anybody from there because that could kind of tell you what may happen. I, it's interesting how this stuff gets, right? This free agency in college football, in uh, air quotes, free agency, gets really interesting this time of year once the portal opens up. Buck, appreciate it, sir. We'll see you next week. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Thanks. There is Charles R. Buckle on Tuesdays joins us. No Griff today because he joined us Monday. Gator Dave later, hour two. Omni National Hotel. Good morning. We see that heavy traffic starting to load up on 24 westbound out of Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, up through the Hickory Hollow area, but at least it's moving for now. It's uh, increased also on 65 south here at Trinity Lane. Looks good right now as you come out of Sumner County through Hendersonville. Now, that's going to get heavier here in the next few minutes westbound on Vietnam Vets headed towards Conference Drive. Prince's Hot Chicken is catering this holiday season. Check them out online, and you can order online at princeshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the Best of Rutherford County voting for Best Liquor Store and Top Wine Shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. 
Station, City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. The scouts had to come up with a whole new star system just to classify him. It's Bill King. Mike the Mad Dog asked earlier, Bill, what are you in on Brock Vandegrift? Well, as we know, he put his name in the transfer portal. Early on, there's talk about Kentucky. I'm not sure how that will end up, meaning where he'll go. A very attractive portal quarterback. And remember, in the past, there's been rumors about Auburn there, but he'll have plenty of choices among the schools coveting him, I'm sure. Yeah, we were talking to Griff about that. We've talked to Griff a lot about it. What that quarterback room's going to look like at Georgia. It's going to be attractive, and I would assume Carson Beck is back. Dylan Rayola's coming in, and they have Gunnar Stockton sitting there. They're they're in really good shape at quarterback, regardless of what happens. They're in very, very good shape at quarterback. The Wade twins, who... My son Brandon played high school ball with him at Kentucky. Keaton has been a player on that defense the last two years, freshman and sophomore year. And his brother Destin is a quarterback. Played one game. It was the Iowa Bowl game actually here in town. The Music City Bowl a year ago. And then they went out and got Devin Leary. He announced, the quarterback Destin Wade, on Monday that he is transferring. No no destination yet. And I remember Hoptown Boy pointed that out to me. I had not seen that yet. And then 
Keaton Wade, the outside linebacker slash defensive end type for Kentucky, his twin brother announced that he's in the portal. That will be interesting. I don't think Destin Wade is a quarterback on the level that he wants to be. He's an athlete on that level, but I don't think he's a quarterback. Keaton Wade, I think, is a very attractive transfer portal option. I would assume they plan on staying together. I don't know what's going to happen there. Brandon actually was talking to them yesterday while I was sitting here, and I didn't I didn't say much. but And I didn't ask him about teams or anything like that, but they'll have some choices. Keaton is the much more attractive of the two as far as somebody who can impact, though. He is 6'3", 250 pounds. He's athletic. He's physical. He can run. He's got all that stuff. I would take him in a second. Sammy in Hatton, Alabama. Bill, I saw where Arch Manning says he's happy at Texas, not looking to transfer. Well, good for him. I haven't really looked into that much last couple of days, but good for him. Sounds like Quinn Ewers is back. They're in really good shape. Their quarterback room in fantastic shape. I told you, folks, Quinn Ewers is not a bust. He is not going to be a bust. I know early on he went to Ohio State, stayed for a semester, whatever it was, left, came back to Texas, been a little bit up and down previously as a quarterback. That kid is not a bust. He has immense arm talent as you're witnessing. Allen in Tampa. Bill, four-team playoff. Two teams played their way in. One team cheated their way in. The other bought their way in. Yeah, this will go down this season, 2023, will absolutely go down as the most controversial selection process in college football, let's say BCS, and then playoff history. Going back to the first year of the BCS, which was 1998 to right now, and every year there's some level of disagreement. Sometimes it's slight. Sometimes it's moderate. This year it was immense. This will go down as the most controversial E-word ever. When we get to the 12 teams, there will be a snit about why number 13 got ripped off when their resume looks better than the number 11 or 12 team. Some of that will happen, too. Not to this level. Yeah, not to this level. The question earlier, can Michigan line up and bully Alabama? I don't think so. Oh, I don't don't think so. Now, can they be effective against Alabama? Oh, I think they can succeed in areas against Alabama. Yes. Question is, is it good enough to win the ball game? Can they close? Can they finish it? If Milrose playing well, which, let's face it, once they got him in rhythm, he's played well. 
I don't know if I think Michigan wins that ball game. I will I will sit here and allow me to be bipolar, okay? Please allow me the ability on air as the host to claim, okay, I may get bipolar here. But I would have to pick Alabama right now. And if they're getting points, and I haven't done anything with it. I think early on it was all the way up. I think Johnny Vegas said got all the way up to minus two and a half. Michigan, minus two and a half. Probably should have done something there if I was going to do something. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill Buckeye fans are panicking because we had players enter the portal. He says 12. That's the way it's going to be. You got to clear room for improvement. Now, it may not be 12 every year. There could be more, right? There could be more. That might not be it. But no scholarships. Again, the rules have moved around some, but that 85 is still firm. So I guess I'm not all that surprised. I don't know that I would have predicted that many, but I'm not surprised. We'll get the break here. Fast-moving hour number one, Omni National Hotel. Good morning. Really heavy traffic now as we stare at it live on 24 westbound up by Bell Road, Hickory Hollow Parkway coming in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County towards Nashville. It's also building pretty good with some volume on Vietnam Vets westbound at Conference Drive. you got all that traffic coming in from Sumner County, 40 east and westbound. Actually, it uh, looked like it was starting to get a little bit heavy out there in the Mount Juliet area. Wilson County, just give yourself extra travel time this morning with some radar in Wilson and Smith County. Prince's Hot Chicken is catering this holiday season. Check them out online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In a single moment, everything can change. 
When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Former Titans coach Jeff Fisher. Who's grumpy this morning? <laughs> coach, so, I'm not grumpy. Yeah, I'm... I mean, hey, John. Yeah. Pull your head out of your butt. Get yourself in a better mood. <laughs> I'll do my best, coach. Thanks for the pep talk. Okay. You just you just made a promo for him. <laughs> right. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Get closer to Bill King, 615-844-5600. Slide up in Detroit. Bill love you, but we shall see. Go blue. Oh, I'm not, look, I'm not pounding my fist on the table here at all. I am not doing this or saying I favor Alabama in a very demonstrative way. I'm not. I think it's a very evenly matched ball game. I do. Yeah, I do. Josh up in Picktown. Bill, I'll have an Alabama hat on for that game. Bleep the blue. I cannot say what he said. Got to be careful there. This is family radio. Johnny Vegas. Bill, how come before the BCS system and four-team playoffs, the SEC had about eight natties? Since ESPN, BCS, and college football, SEC has half of them. Might as well call it the SEC Invitational. Well, yes, but it's because the SEC has the best teams at the top. That's not because of the system. That's because the best teams at the top are in the SEC, and there are more teams in the SEC with branding that's capable of winning a national championship than any other league by far. By far. That's the reason. Let me take you back to uh, early 90s when they expanded. When they expanded with Arkansas and South Carolina, the theory was that you just cannibalized your league. It's going to be impossible to win national championships. going to be very difficult to do it. Well, just the opposite happened. Immediately that year, Gene Stallings in Alabama with that incredible defense won the national championship. And then Florida did it in 96, Tennessee did it in 98, first year of the BCS. And think about it. I mean, who else should have won the national championship than Florida in 06 or Florida in 08? 07 was a weird year, but LSU won it. 03 was a interesting year. Nick Saban at LSU won it. 09 was Alabama. 
10 was Auburn. 11 and 12 was Alabama. 13 was Florida State. 14 was Ohio State. Now, if you guys will remember, go back to 13 and 14. Florida State won it, Jimbo. Ohio State won it, Ashtabula Jesus. And the national drumbeat was Alabama and the SEC's done. Yeah. Nice run. Nice, cute little run there, guys. Yeah. Nice, cute one. But it's over. Yeah, it's over. Nice, nice little uh, go at it, but but it's it's kaput. And as you know, that's not the case. Bama's reeling off many championships since then. LSU in 19. Georgia and what they're doing and what they've been doing trying for a three-peat just fell short. It's because the best teams at the top are in the SEC. Now, we'll see what the future says. I got to think with Texas coming in the SEC, and they are not limping. They are coming in strutting. They are getting it. And all the other programs like Alabama, like Georgia, like what I think LSU could be, etc. What Florida ought to be, even though they're a million miles away. What A&M might be under Elko. We could go on and on and on here. I'm leaving teams out. Tennessee, what they might be capable of with Nico in the future. What Hugh Freeze is going to get going down there in Auburn. But with Texas coming in, I can't say that about Oklahoma yet. They were improved, but there's still some question marks. And Dylan Gabriel, that happened here on the show yesterday. Dylan Gabriel, their lefty quarterback, who actually Heupel had down at UCF, is in the transfer portal. Dylan Gabriel. There's another one. Yeah, it's going to be fun to check all this out and to see what happens. No Kev up in Chicago. Bill, if you took this year's final ranking, applied it to next year's playoff, the B1G and the SEC would have 11 of the 12 spots. Now, did you take into account the conference champion? Liberty would be in. Would they not? Yes, Liberty would be in. I believe is the way the... uh, the conference championship. Somebody somebody put it out there. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill Knowles going to Duke and 12 players leaving. The sky is falling in CBUS, says Ohio State message boards and social media. Buckeye fans just need to relax, Bill. They just need to relax. Buckeyes... Finding players to fill spots ain't a thing, meaning it's not a worry. To me, if I'm a Buckeye, I'm excited about the openings that you have to fill because you know as a Buckeye you're going to get dudes, and that's a chance to get better. I would be excited about it, not down about it. Now, if Jim Knowles were to leave, I'd be worried about that. He did a fantastic job. I know a lot of Buckeyes don't agree. Jim Knowles absolutely turned that defense around. Hour two coming up. No Griff. Yeah, Griff was with us yesterday. Day to day, in about 20 minutes. Omni Nashville Hotel. <laughs> 